Well, 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 you are listening to BA Chats and you're blessed because of it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Rachel Coons. And I'm your host, Kevin Coons. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Mm-hmm. You guys honor us. You really do. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to our stories. BA Chats exists because we believe in the testimony. The word testimony actually means do it again, God. So it's super appropriate, very appropriate that we hear what Jesus has done in somebody's life, what the Holy Spirit is doing in somebody's life. It's very normal and excellent and healthy for our hearts to leap and say, Father, do something wonderful in me. Me too, me too, me too. Yeah, So, and the other reason why we have BA Chats is we've noticed that any time that we come into the environment at Bethel, Bethel, Atlanta, we, we see people all the, t- all the time and you just see that there's gold yeah. in them. And there are so many special people in our environment um, that it would, it would be a shame, and you know I don't believe in shame, <laughs> to not talk about them and, tell, and give them an opportunity, a platform to tell their story, to tell, to tell the wonders that God has done in their life and paint a picture for you to have breakthrough just like they are. People are wonderful. People that love Jesus are wonderful. Jesus inside of people are absolutely wonderful. And we're so honored to get to share the stories of just the people that are surrounding us. And so, boy, tonight we're super excited. We have two. No exception here. No, that's right. Two precious, precious people. We've got the Tuckers, Devin and Gina Tucker in studio with us. Hello, you guys. Welcome, guys. What's going on with you? (laughs) (laughs) We're so happy you've come. Thank you very, very much. We're going to go ahead and let you acquaint yourself with our audience. Devin, let's start with you. Just kind of introduce yourself uh, and tell us what you're doing here at Bethel Atlanta. Uh, what up, though, Bethel Atlanta? This your boy, DT. I'm here with my wife, RT, Regina Tucker. <laughs> wait, <laughs> and, wait. Uh, this makes me RK and him KK. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. no, I will always be Special K. Always. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cereal, too. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like the ones with the strawberries. <laughs> so, no, I'm a, um, just here enjoying myself. Um, I've been going to Bethel, Atlanta for a minute, and it's definitely been a blessing. Um, what you think, Regina, since you're the one that pulled me? <laughs> um, we knew about Bethel for a while before we moved here. Um, our old church in Orlando, the ministry school that we were with, Um did a lot of the Bethel music, and I started getting plugged in with um, the YouTube and Pandora. Fell in love with Bethel, and so when we were transitioning from Atlanta, Orlando to here, we we're like, "God, where are we going to go to church?" And our pastor was like, "You know, there's a Bethel in Atlanta, right? It's about 15 minutes from your house." I was like, "What? I didn't know that." <laughs> so that's what led us to Bethel, Atlanta. Oh, you guys, wow. how long have y'all been coming? Um, almost two years. Okay. Yeah. Okay, two years. Tell us a little bit about your precious family. Devin. We crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us about that crazy family. Um, so like my wife is prophetic and me, I just I don't listen, I'm hard headed. <laughs> so I find out things later on the hard way. Um but if it wasn't for my wife or God using my wife, I wouldn't be here. That's I'd exciting. probably be either dead or in jail. Oh, um, I love my kids. We wind up going through two miscarriages. We got them tatted on mine. Oh, you guys, did um, you name your babies? Yeah, yeah, John we lost and Samuel. One at, at 16 weeks, and we named him Samuel. 
And the yeah. other one, we lost at 12. We named him John Michael. Oh, because you he guys. prepared the way, and he's like Michael the angel. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I love this. I wish you guys could see. Devin has them tattooed on your forearm. Yeah, that's yeah, I beautiful. got their footprints. Oh, oh that's Devin, beautiful. that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a great honorarium. That's beautiful. And so we went on a fast. I think it was like a year fast. The hardest thing is I didn't eat chicken for a year. And I love chicken. So I, but I knew it was a sacrifice. Like, I don't know what my wife fast on, but she was eating all types of food. And I was like, I wish I had her fast. That's but, true um, love, Devin. No chicken for a year. No Watching your wife eat chicken. Yeah. She, no, seriously, because, you know, Chick-fil-A is nice, man. So. 24 yes, I thought KFC was the, was, was the thing. And then when I had... Uh, Chick Fil A. I was just like, there's Whoa. no Chick Fil A in Detroit. Oh. No, it's not. They don't do that there. Well, we're glad you're here for lots of reasons, but that's in the top five, man. Welcome yeah. to Chick Fil A country. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chick Fil A land is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. So you know, but after the fast, we wound up having um three, you know, back wow. to back. Did you just say you fasted for breakthrough for kids and had three? I had three. Oh, you guys, that's beautiful. Wow. Yep. Sarah Hope. And so with Sarah Hope, we um, we had the name. And just like Sarah in the Bible, she kind of laughed at God like, ha I'm never going to have kids. You know, I'm too old. And uh, we kind of did the same thing. And um, like towards the end of the pregnancy, there was a missionary family dealing with um, human trafficking and sex slavery and she, they were dealing with a lot of infertility with themselves. And so they wound up having kids, same story as us. Oh. And so she prayed over us and she goes, I don't know why, but I'm getting Sarah hope that you're going to laugh or Sarah, you're going to laugh like Sarah did. And you're going to have a lot of hope and joy and da, da, da. And everybody in the congregation laughed because they knew that this child in my belly was Sarah hope. You guys, and so beautiful. afterwards, we told her, We're like, We weren't laughing to make fun of you, we were laughing because her, her name Sarah is Sarah Hope. Hope. And oh, she goes, that's a oh. beautiful story! Yeah, she wow. she came out a toddler, <laughs> she was a big no, baby, seriously. 10 pounds. She was nine <laughs> pounds and uh, 14, 14 ounces <laughs> and 21 inches long, no, 22, 22 inches long. That's a big baby. <laughs> Started off in size one diapers, it was like. <laughs> I was like, I just looked. I was like, our baby. I was crying in tears, but I was like, our baby's supposed to be this big? Because I don't. Normally, all I hear is seven pounds. Never heard. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a nice big baby, a healthy baby, Sarah Hope. And then Jonathan, Jonathan, Devin for weeks. We didn't know we were pregnant. We didn't find out with him until we. I was four months because I wasn't sick. Um, I wasn't tired. Was working, doing all kinds of strenuous lifting. And he kept going, do you know any Jonathan? I was like, no, I don't know Jonathan. I don't know. He goes, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, April. Jonathan, Jonathan. And come to find out, everybody at my job was like, oh, you're pregnant. I was like, I would know if I'm pregnant. I've been pregnant three times before. No. They go, okay. So there was a pregnancy center there. So I was like, let me just shut them up. And so I did it. They go, yeah, you're pregnant. And we're going to do the ultrasound. Four months? Four months. Four months. They go, not only are you pregnant, you're four weeks and four months pregnant. I was like, this is April Fool's, right? This is the day before oh, April Jesus. Fool's. Wow, and you have you someone else's video in there. They go, no. That's Devin, did you just <laughs> say, though, you were hearing the name Jonathan? So Jonathan. you were hearing a name yeah. and you didn't know what the name was that ended in up my, in your like, baby. In my dreams and stuff, I would be hearing um, like the name and I would just wake up and be like, 
All right, God, you you God, you tripping again? Cause I, you better tell me what this means. Like I was reading in the Bible, all right, Jonathan. Like, what does that have to do with me? I just couldn't get and he it. We found out April Fool's Day. <laughs> wow. So that's Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan, and what's his middle name? Marcus. Marcus. Jonathan Marcus. You no, know, I was about to say. And he Caleb. was three weeks early, <laughs> and he was almost ten pounds. Oh my gosh! You guys have nice, healthy babies. <laughs> healthy babies. <Yeah. laughs> It's strong, boy. It's strong. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh. So, and then we have Caleb Asher. And with That's Caleb, beautiful. we decided we, we wanted to prophesy into him. Because we always got names for the kids. So, we felt like this time we needed to prophesy into them. And so, oh, wow. we had the name Caleb um, for the first two that we lost that were boys. And we're like, no, 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 no. So, with this one, we decided, all right, Caleb, which is one of the... Um, Faith, uh, one of the spies who went to spy out yep. the land and had faith. And so he's the faithful one. And Asher, which is one of the tribes of Israel, so he's the faithful, happy one. Oh, faithful and happy. Oh, you guys. And he is happy, oh, generally. Good, good. Yeah. Okay, so those are the Tuckers. Yep. Okay, there they are. <laughs> They're beautiful. We serve your sweeties. I love your little ones. They're yep. precious little people. <laughs> they like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, (laughs) good, good for them. Healthy little people. (laughs) Well, let's just go ahead and start. Let's get a little bit of y'all's testimonies. Um, Can we just start with how you guys met? Yeah, that'd be good. That would be a good place. Because we're definitely trying to get to a place. Taking out the trash. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) She was taking out the trash when I was about to knock on her door. It was Super Bowl Sunday, 2011. No, that's when I got saved. Yes, I know. That's when we met. <laughs> so I was, uh, God was like working on me. I was in ministry school at that time and looked at the trash and God was like learning through the voice, how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's like, take out the trash. I take was like, out the trash. there's one box in the trash. My parents are going to kill me for wasting a trash bag. <laughs> take out the trash. I was like, nah, kept on going. Later on, I walked by the trash and God's like, take out the trash. I was like. Ah. So for the third time, walking by the trash can, God's like, take out the trash. So as I walk outside with one box in my hand, here he comes up the driveway. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell him to shut up and go away. And God's like, no, you be quiet. I was like. I was fine. (gasps) Nah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes up talking about how people misjudge the youth and this, that, and the other. Wait, what were you doing coming up to her house? I was lying. (laughs) That's true. No, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. It's a part of the traffic and stuff. Okay, okay. So, you know, I was um I didn't know at the time I was a victim of human trafficking. Um, I just knew it was time for me to get out and um living off of five dollars a day, living in hotels with other men, um, sleeping in hotel room to hotel room with five of other men, <clears throat> then being pushed to go out to do door to door sales. Um, you know, it's just a crazy life. And I remember approaching the door or the gate before you get to the door. And she came out, and I was like, dang, she fine. <laughs> this is the you first thing I thought. Gina. I didn't even think about God or anything. I don't know what she talking about, but I was like, mm, boy. And so she was like, do you know Jesus? And I was like, yeah, I know Jesus. Shoot. I'm a Wait, Christian. Really quickly, I got to clarify. So you were, this is a company, but it's not a real company. Yeah. And they employ people to sell magazines that uh-huh. pay $5 a day. City to city, state city to, to state. state. State to Travel state. around. And if you don't make enough sales, you owe the person that's paying your way. 
So it's a it's not the sexual aspect of human trafficking. It's the work the labor. labor. The labor. Okay. Okay, yeah. Devin, um, uh, help us with that. Like, define that for us. The two sides of of human trafficking. All right. So, sex trafficking is when you are being um, forced for sexual acts for compensation. Okay. For for income. That's the one we're all very familiar with. Right. Okay. But the one that's hidden is the labor. Okay. Um, people are being forced and manipulated. Um, to the point to where they wind up being in massive debt without them knowing until they're ready to leave. You can either be forced at gunpoint, beat up, jump, tortured. It's just one of those things. No, it's a real deal. They because they they know like you if you fear. go out, you're gonna you're gonna tell, you're gonna expose. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a tracking record. You got think you got people in this business who will be like, I booked this hotel and. They got a crew of 15, but they booked 30 rooms. Those empty rooms are empty for a reason because the person that's about to meet with that person to for sexual acts, it's already, they don't need to check in. The mm-hmm. person that's coming in, they can just go meet in that room. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's the same thing with the door-to-door sales with the labor side. If I'm an anonymous business, it doesn't matter if I'm an LLC or not. All I need is a permit. To solicit. Okay. And so, <clears throat> if I say, you've been going through a struggle. If I can take you state to state and you get to see and travel, and a person that's going through poverty or poverty stricken and is mentally not right, they're going to be so excited yeah. that they get to travel and do all these great things that you think are awesome. And then later on down the line, you're going to find yourself like me, (laughs) where I was like, something ain't right. Mm -hmm. None of my clothes fit me. I don't have identification. Um, I don't. Did did your clothes not fit because you had? I lost a lot of weight. How, How did you get free? Was that an encounter? Did you get born again? What happened? Did somebody come and talk to you? (laughs) I'm afraid to say how I got free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the testimony. But he, you don't, he you genuinely out. don't have yeah. to, but you, okay, yeah. so you were The delivered. records were closed. Okay, the records were closed. I paid a lot of money. Okay, okay, okay. And then you went to the Covenant House, which was a, what is that? It's a shelter. It's okay. a young adult shelter. A young adult um, shelters. For runaways and people who are homeless at, you know, between the ages of 18 and... 23 okay and so i was like on that verge of getting kicked out but i got caught um selling cds and dvds okay because i said i would never sell dope again so you had mm-hmm. to work somehow yep. so my friend um uh, who i thought was my friend just like when i started waking up and realizing some things like this life ain't what i thought what this was about okay yeah. people who said they was there for me they not there for me and so i was like you know what i don't know what i'm gonna do when i get back but i know i'm not about to be around y'all That's so good. I wound up getting to this program. Um, yeah, I tell them I work at a car wash because they know car washes pay under the table. It's under the table money. So I would come there and I would give them like $20 out of what I made. Like, yo, this is all I made today. We didn't have that many cars. Um, but the whole time I was selling CDs and DVDs. Well, um, <laughs> were the CDs and DVDs stolen? They were pirated. Yes. Oh, pirated. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So I'm on my way. 
thinking it's just a regular day. And everybody's just like looking at me. Mm-mm. And I'm like, why are y'all looking at me like that? It's like, you know what? Whatever. Y'all probably just hating. So I literally go to my room. And my cot is flipped over. Oh, so somebody told on you and you had to scoot. My DVD player was gone. Ooh, All my DVDs were confiscated. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were like, we're giving you two options. Go to jail for piracy. Or you get kicked off in the streets. What year is this? You can go to jail for piracy? What year? Yeah, when you made what I made. Okay, gotcha. Wow, okay. Like, I was burning them. I was duped. Gotcha. It was bad. And so what did you choose? I chose to go through a program. Okay. Um, And this was, you travel state to state. Like oh, CC. gotcha. Ah. Here we are so, at the magazines. Yeah. Okay. So this is how, like, this is how that came about. Okay. And, um, you know, so I was like, yeah, we, we off to a great start. <laughs> like, I went from selling DVDs. Just selling magazines worldwide. Like, no, but I didn't know I was going to be selling magazines. Like, nobody's selling anything. It's just like you get to travel, all this and so right. on. You know, um, I remember the first state that I got sent to was in Wisconsin. And I never had been on the plane. So I had my drilling and was like, yeah, I'm on a plane. I'm flying. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm about to be getting money. And so I, I remember being in Wisconsin. I get to the hotel. And the guy's like, all right, do you know how to sell? And I was like, yeah, I sold dope. He's like, nah, don't say that. We're going to put something else. And so (laughs) it's like this application that you literally had to fill out. And um, I remember Wisconsin. We went to Iowa. And then from Iowa, we went to Chicago. Door-to-door sales this entire time? Door-to-door sales. Okay. City, state, state. 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 And then, so where were you living where you saw Gina coming out, taking out the trash? Oh, Florida. 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 Okay, so here you are, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so So look, this is crazy. Before before (laughs) I got to Florida, I was like, I realized everything that was going on. I got tired of the sexual acts at the hotels. I got tired of... The books and magazine sales. I got tired of just like everything. And I was like, God, I can't make this five dollars a day. I'm about to go back to selling dope. You better make a miracle happen. I told you I wouldn't do it, but I feel like I'm about to go back to do it. And I prayed for three days. I never prayed for three days. I never mm. prayed. Wow. I'm not like because I grew up in a psychotic world where you pretty much are taught that you are God. You know, hmm. Masons sure. and you know, just a cult hmm. lifestyle is how I grew up before all of this came about. And so I just started praying, pray for three days straight. And, um, on the third day, I think I made like $30 in donations. And I just got to her gate. And I took that as a sign because I couldn't even move. When she came to the door outside of her body, like, with like me just looking at her, like she looking at me now, like I was like stuck and she started praying. I was like, no, nah, I want to hear the Jesus, but <laughs> I can't move. And then she handed me a gospel track and you take it from there. Yeah. Do you know what was <laughs> yeah. happening? What were you thinking? Um, Besides, so I'm taking out the trash <laughs> like you told me to. Exactly. <laughs> um, so at this point, I'm, I'm on a one year fast. 
um, that God told me to go on, and he's given me all this stuff about a future husband. And um, so when I give him the gospel track, he looks at it, and he's like, why do you have my telephone number? I was like, hold up. What do you, calm down. What do you mean I have your telephone number? I don't have your telephone I don't know you. thought she was the government. He's like, that's, that's, <laughs> no, he really was conspiracy theory at that time. So he, it was the same telephone number, different area code. And it was our pastor's phone number who, um, at the time we were in ministry school, Lee and Larry Ramirez, um, and that was his, his phone number who has the same background as Devin, same past, but he's from, from Mexico. And he's like, I'm like, that's my, my pastor's phone number. And, um, yeah. he was, you know, this is his life. So he's I like, that's out. me. I was mm. like, I was like, look me in my eyes. I said, I'm telling you right now, you will be at my church tomorrow. He's like, no, 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 no. I was like, look me in my eyes. You will be at my church tomorrow. Because uh, my tripping. mom had had a dream two weeks before that we were, at this point, we were taking in young adults um, as our family. We were taking in young adults to minister and disciple and help them. And they most of them were all runaways, leaving their families. Wow. They, didn't, they hated their families, didn't want anything to do with their families. And so we're mentoring them and discipling them. They didn't want to get jobs. Um, so we would help them get jobs. We would help them um, feel like they're part of a family. We would help them reconcile with their families. Almost every single one of them is reconciled with their families oh, back good. home in the state that they belong in. Either gone to college, gotten married. It's beautiful, Jeannie. Um, so that's what we were doing. And we had just found out about... Um, the abolitionists, uh, Florida abolitionists, the human trafficking, and we had just found out that day, my mom was working at a bank, and she had just found out that day about this book and, book and magazine crew going door to door, and this is that, and, da, 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 and we're like, so when he came up... She'd come <laughs> home and told you about that? And so that, wow. that night, we're like, all right, well, we have a connection to somebody from the Florida abolitionists to help him, blah, blah, blah. So you knew immediately what was going on. So right. just just to confirm, your mother heard about this form of human trafficking. She right. comes home and she tells you, you take out the trash, you run into Devin, mm-hmm. you understand what's going on, and you have a contact. Right. Wow. Yeah. I was creeped out the whole time. Because they, <laughs> no, like, they invited me in, and, like, yep. people don't do that. People don't invite, you know, this is white family, nice house <laughs> in Florida. And where I come from, don't nobody just let you in like that. Like, and that's just... But you had been praying for three days yeah. to get out of this. Yeah. Wow, this is beautiful. And my mom had had a dream two weeks before that we were going to adopt uh, a boy because we were taking in girls at the time. And um, <laughs> part of that, like, I was on the one-year fast. And What were you fasting for a year? Um, I didn't know. God just said... That's crazy, though. In ministry school, reading scriptures, he's like, read the scripture. I was like, da-da-da, okay, whatever. Kept on reading. He's like, go back. I'm like, okay. And it was a verse in the psalm or Proverbs that said, better is a meal of a um, vegetables than a meal with a fatted cow. I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Whatever. If you want to say something, say something. I'll wait. I waited. Was quiet for a while. Didn't hear anything. Kept on reading. God's like, go back and read it again. Three times. God does this thing with threes with me. I don't know. So I was like, I don't hear anything. So if you want me to do something with this, you're going to have to give me confirmation. So that night I had a dream. And um, in that dream, God was like, um, 
holding a rabbit. There's a man in the kitchen holding a rabbit. And he goes, if you want breakthrough in your life, I'm almost 30, not married, no kids, never dated. And he's like, if you want breakthrough in your life, you need to fast for one year. Just chicken and fish, no beef, no nothing. And throughout that one year, um, God kept bringing up Queen Esther and the favor that she had with him and how she prepared herself to be queen. And she had a special diet and she got herself ready. Okay. And so um, in the middle of the fast, I had this encounter with God about my future husband. And so I was like, oh, that's why I'm fasting. Prepare myself for my future husband. And there was a testimony on the TV about this couple that was taking in young adults and ministering and discipling. And they didn't want to take in boys because they had daughters, same as our family. And God was like, here's this young man who's going to, you, you're going to have him. I was like, my parents are not going to take in a young, adult, young man to live in our house. We only take in girls. And at that night, I was like, God, I'll, I submit. I'll take whoever you have for my life as long as three things. That I don't have to bring him into salvation. That he does one year in ministry school or missions or Bible college, something. And that he goes and he comes to find me because I know what I'm worth, that I waited for him. And so um, at that minute, God showed me a map of the United States with a line. And I didn't know Devin. Devin was in a different part of the world. (laughs) Didn't Mm. know his name, didn't know anything about him. So I was like, I think God's going to answer that request. So at the end of the fast, like, you know, all this stuff and my mom having a dream, like, so we knew Devin, but... (laughs) There's a bigger picture after that. So, yeah, um, that's towards the end of the fast, taking out the trash. Um, and then I told him he was going to come to church, and he got lost, which was in my mom's dream that he was going to be lost and um, on iDrive, which he was lost on iDrive, oh trying to find the church. Yeah, the yeah. street, everything. Her dream was identical. I thought she was a witch. <laughs> Not knowing what prophets are and stuff. Yes. No, he never thought she was. Because, like, the third day in the house, she had my measurements down packed, everything. She literally went to Walmart, didn't ask me what was my shirt size, nothing. She nope. literally, Came God home. had gave her the schematics of everything. Of you. I the had, schematics of Devin, skinny yes. Devin. So, wait, crazy. so that day, um, they just said, come and live with us? No. The next day. The next that, day. Which was Super First Bowl of all, Sunday. was Super Bowl Sunday. Jim was fighting it. My dad. Pops. He was fighting it. He was like, no, no. He was like, you're going to sleep in the car. Because we had like, twin girls living with us. Yeah, and then yeah. we had these two girls that had come in from Arkansas at the same time. And my parents are like, first of all, we can't handle another human being right. in a three-bedroom yeah. house. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know where I was going to be but living. But that very day, so, the twins came home and said, we're going to Kansas City to IHOP. And we're like, whoa. So you had room. So, so Devin, well, just, I, didn't, I, didn't just know, I didn't know anything that was going on. I just knew I had okay. to escape. Had this to is the out. part where I escaped. Because mm-hmm. they were like, the only way you're going to um, leave is if you, you know, escape. Go into hiding. And I was like, These are the people how, that how am I going to do this? Oh, gotcha. And so I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm about to be real slick with it. So, this is what I did. We was close around OBT somewhere. And I remember, I was like, this is going to be like a regular day. They're going to drop me off. 
I'm going to wear these clothes that's just super big on me again. I'm going to grab my binder, and I'm going to act like I'm getting sales. They drop me off. It's like, all right. So during, during this process, I thought God was tripping because I'm like, my life is on the line because if they come back and they see what I'm doing, that's it. It's over. I've seen what they've done to people. And so I was like, this is what I'm about to do. I was knocking on the door. I was like, I ain't trying to sell you nothing. I just want to use your phone. Slam. Next door. I ain't trying to sell you nothing. I just want to use your phone. Slam. I probably got to like the seventh house, sixth, sixth or seventh house. And this lady was butt naked. And she was like, you can come in and use my phone. And I was like, I, I know, I know, God, you said. The only thing that confirmed that for me to use that phone, like it gave me um, comfort, peace, is because I saw a baby in the crib, like next to the couch. And I remember the couch it was like like this goldish, creamish color, and mm-hmm. the carpet was cream. Like I remember all the details, toys everywhere. Like, and I just had a little, made the phone call. Call like this, and no, they call said, my dad. <laughs> "I don't know." She went into the other room. Okay, okay. And I just remember looking out the door, like to make sure that the van wasn't riding by, uh, making sure that the van wasn't riding by okay, again. Okay. So I'm keeping my, I'm making sure that I'm safe while I'm making this phone call. And um, before it was my pops, he was, you know. My dad. Pops. Let's just call him pops. <laughs> um, I was like, y'all, I'm about to do something stupid. I hope you make it. I like, I really hope you come through because this, this is crazy. He's like, God, you just trust. I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> was just, you know, he's like, meet me at the McDonald's. And then I was like, hey, I got to see you again. <laughs> and I was trying my hardest not to, like, look at her body. <laughs> and I'm like. Where's McDonald's? And she's like, oh, it's up the street. So um, I literally, so I literally, I stole, I stole her hoodie. Stole her, her hoodie? hoodie? Yeah. Oh, so you could change clothes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I stole her hoodie and um, I covered she up. She wasn't using it. <laughs> I, just, I bust up, I ran out, and I literally, I ran all the way to McDonald's and I just sat, sat in the corner. And when I saw that black SUV pull up, I was like, Freedom pops. I was like, okay, yeah, and I was like, all right, cool. And I just sat in the back, and I probably hit. We get to the house, and everybody is at the house. Super Bowl Sunday, (laughs) and And I was like, there watching the game, and he comes in, and every my dad just says, he puts his hands up to like pray, and um, then you know he goes into the bathroom, comes back out, and then. My dad walks him through salvation. And so your dad led him to the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we, we were in the back room while they were watching uh, TV. And I remember him going over everything that Jesus had, That's awesome. had done. Wow. And so I, you had been talking to God, but you his, your dad actually said the prayer. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. So, like, he was talking to me. He was like... This is what God is doing for you. Wow. He wasn't like, this is what God has done. He's just like, this is what God is doing. And all I could think about was, where am I going to live? Where am I going to (laughs) stay? I do not 
care about what God is doing right now. <laughs> what am I? Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what's my next. Like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in a survival point. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what's happening. And so, then, as he's talking, I start to see what God is doing. The times that I've got shot, stabbed, locked up, multiple fights, um, I realized it's not about heaven or hell, but it's about his love for me. Like, Mm. this is where I start breaking down in tears and I start to give my life to the Father. Because I, I realized God's not trying to save me from heaven or hell. He's 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 been saved me. I should have been dead. I should have been locked. Up. I should have been all these things. But it's because mm-hmm. salvation. Not salvation. It's because of his love, mm. that grace and that mercy. I thought about the times where I got shot and the bullet gazed past my head, hit me right there in the back. I fell down. It was wow. two in the morning. I was walking up the street. Wow. I'm about to make a sale off of Dexter and Linwood. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so, so you get born again and move in. Mm-hmm. And did the, anybody come looking for you? That people uh, that had met him at the church that had talked to him, and they were recording a worship album. Like when he came back Sunday, the next Sunday, they were like, "Hey, welcome. What's your name?" And he's like, "Dude, I just talked to you a few days ago." They go, "Nah, who are you?" You just sat here and had an hour-long conversation with me. You don't recognize me? You think that was his supernatural? His whole face, oh. his whole demeanor, everything about him physically changed. When you and got so born again? When he got born again. That's like, awesome. yeah. everything wow. about him changed. I thought people were tripping. I thought they were being yeah. creepy because I was like, why and y'all? He, he kept wearing his hoodie. like, And we're like, you don't understand. You don't look the same. If they were to come looking for you, you really... Don't look the same. They're not going to find you because they're no. not going to recognize you. This is an amazing story. So, at w- when did you know that you guys were going to get married? <laughs> when, though? No. After he completed a year of ministry school. Okay, so you went to a year of that same ministry school. Oh, that she I knew. Ago. I didn't know. We were, at, first of all, like, because I, I was always looking at her from a sister point of view. Sure. Because we just, you know, that's just how it was in, in the house. And, you know, but, like, I found myself getting jealous. Like, dude, who are you looking at my sister like that? Then I was like, I was in the car one day. I was like, why would I care about somebody looking at her like that? Like, or talking to her or spending time or like always having conversations with her. And I was like, I'm tripping. All right. I guess I do, you know, like her. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, she was acting the same way. Like she was slamming doors in my face. I'm like, did I do something? Like, I didn't even do anything. No, no, you tell him, tell him what you were doing. <laughs> tell him what you were doing. Tell him what you were doing. I slammed the door right on his nose. <laughs> it was hard. It was, and this is, you guys are living under the same roof. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, feeling the tension. Yeah. yeah. In ministry school. Yeah. In ministry school. Yeah. Yeah. Devin's growing in the Lord. Yeah. Okay. At what point did you guys understand? We went for a walk by the lake. Yeah. Yep. I remember. That's right. I remember that. We, we went for it our prayer lake. Yeah, we called it our prayer lake. Because we went over there to pray all the time. It was two miles long. Yeah. We just did a lot of prayer and intercession in our community over there. Nice. Yeah. And I remember 
We were sitting down on the sidewalk. We were literally sitting down on the sidewalk, on the curb, and I was just looking at her. She was just looking at me, and I was like, what you looking at? You like me? <laughs> and, and, and what did you say, Gina? No, nah, she repeated the question. Do you, Do you like, like me? me? <laughs> and I'm like, and I knew if I wasn't going to cave in, she was just going. So I was like, yeah, I like you. And um, like from there, we started uh, like secretly dating. Like we didn't let nobody know. I don't even think, I don't even think the parents know. Did yeah, they? they wanted time. They knew already. But again, we already had confirmation. Sure. You know, we prayed and we fasted and we got words from the Lord. Okay, okay. So how much time goes by from the time that this is going on to you get married? Was it another year? year? You have a year in school? It's another year. We did a year in ministry school and then a year later we got married. First of all, like, I remember. And then the ministry school ended when he graduated. So God answered all of my requests about my future husband, about him traveling, him going to ministry school and, um... Him getting saved. Okay, how so long ago was this? That was in 2000. He got saved in 2011. We got married in 2012. Oh, you guys. Wow. So, so you've been married for how long? Is that eight six year, years? Eight years. Oh, this will be eight, eight years. Eight, eight years. years. Yeah. Y'all. And we did eight inner years. city ministry. We did homeless ministry. So you've been in ministry, ministry this whole time? Yeah. Since we got All right, married. so like ministry was, was weird because we I remember specifically ministry for me. They would read the Bible, then they'd be like, all right, now go out there and live it. And I'd be like, first of all, first of all, I'm not going. And Papa Jim would be like, come on. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. We're going. I ain't no choice. I live with this man. Let's go. (laughs) Um, And so we would just be in the streets. So this is when something started happening. I started developing empathy because I've been homeless. Hmm. I lived the street life and I understand their pain. And I remember um, me being in the streets. I had more of an influence on winning souls with pops when the empathy hit and people just, it would just be crazy. And so me and Pops, like, every day, kid you not, because this was the school. Yeah. They literally, Whatever we read, we went out to do. So if it said, <laughs> raise the dead, dude, I watched a leg grow back. Me and Abel, we watched the leg grow back. I kid yeah. you not, I was running around going crazy. <laughs> and then God, like, smacked me. He was like, bow, this is the normal. And I was like, That's wait, beautiful. what? He was like, drug dealers say this is the normal what you think is supernatural is normal in my realm that's beautiful and so I was like huh and from there um, through ministry school we had to go on a fast and this is where the music begins (laughs) yes dude tell us about the music (laughs) because Devin is a musician yeah um rap evangelist a rap evangelist ooh that that sounds more exciting than musician yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I never thought about that one. It's the first time me hearing her say that. She said, nah, because she would always say, you're going to be a pastor. And I'm like, nope. Because God <laughs> said I was going to marry a preacher. 
I preach to Through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm um. Where I live from? Ministry school. Thank and you. They tell you to fast to figure out what. You're yeah, so you figure have. out what you want to do. Like what? What is God calling you to do? I kid you not. God can be funny at times. I had a dream. I was swimming in the ocean. And in the ocean was a bunch of letters. And for every letter I touched, it turned colors. And I was like, what is this? I woke up. I was like, why would I have a dream about this? Went to the bathroom, went back, went to sleep. Then the dream happened again. Only this time, when I had the second dream, the letters for everyone that I touched turned into rhymes. Oh, wow. And I was like, huh. And then I heard God's voice saying, I'm calling you to be a rapper. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was like, man, I don't want to rap. I'm great. What? We're rapping. First, no. I don't want to be no rapper. Kid you not. I denied being a rapper. You know how he woke me up that night? Hmm. Rapping. No. It was a mug, a coffee mug, <laughs> next to the computer. Okay. <laughs> Dude, awesome. the coffee mug, It. all I heard was... It landed by itself at like 12 something in the morning. Just do, do, you wow. remember, do you remember when I woke up and I was like, dude, the coffee mug just landed by itself on the carpet. Like literally from here to there. And I freaked out. And I was like, what is this? Why do you want to be the rapper? I don't understand what this cup thing is. I don't even want to go back to bed no more. And so I didn't go back to bed that night. I argued with God. And then God was like, I'm calling you to be a rapper because there are people in this ministry and in this industry that are not doing what I called them to do. Do your research. And I started doing my research and I was like, okay. So literally the week of graduation, Pastor Leo and everybody else was like, so have you guys gotten what you want to be? And I was like, <laughs> everybody <laughs> they're going in a circle, calling people. <laughs> and then they get to me and they're like, so God, I said, I'm going to be a rapper. I said, God called me to be a rapper. Yo, kid you not, the next day I had dreams of me rapping on stage. And like, they didn't believe me. And they just were like, well, you need to come back to us again. Because <laughs> everybody was like, I don't know. I don't think I've heard from the Lord. So they're like, all right, do a one week fast and let's come back next week. And so they did it again next week. And they were like, so what did you call? Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> and I told him, I said, no, like, look, I had, I had these dreams. I was like, I had these dreams. You understand? I had these dreams of me performing in front of the masses. And that's... It, and so they were like, all right, so Devin's the only one that's got something. And they just, you could tell they just disagree with it. Wow. And I was just like, all right. Whatever. So how did you start pursuing that? Yeah. All right. So this crazy. I freestyle a lot. Nice. Most of my stuff is freestyle now. Nice. 
And the same people, check this out. Let me show you how God work. <laughs> the same people that said that's not the vision from the Lord had me on stage with them doing prophetic hip hop while they're worshiping. Yeah. Oh, that's a big wow. deal. Parent intercession worship. That's sets. great. That's how that started. Then I was like, I guess I got to rap to a beat when I uh, my first show was Roberto was with Roberto, right? And I remember. So are you doing shows now? Yeah, I perform at clubs. Okay. Um, everywhere actually, okay. churches. Um, like Atlanta, all over, all over. Just yeah, yeah. We sold out Grant Park. Nice. Yeah. So big. Who are you performing with? Uh, Joyful Noise. Okay. Uh, Delta Airlines and Marriott. They're all sponsoring. It's a tour. It's the gospel fest. Okay. Devin, tell us about that because what is the Lord doing now with your rapping? Smacking devils. <laughs> I like that. Kid you not. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I um, still hit the clubs. We hit the streets. You know, a lot of people get saved. That's awesome. Um, But then, like, we didn't think we'll be going this far. Okay. Um, To where... You know, we got a tour, a worldwide tour where we're going to be in Bermuda, New Mexico, not New Mexico, but Mexico, um, California, Miami, like just all mm. through, you know, the states. With who? Foreign music group. Oh, that's the label <laughs> I'm signed to. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Foreign so I signed to a record label. Congratulations. Yo, when did but that John, happen? But like John's the one that prophesied this stuff, though. Trent. John Trent was yeah. somebody at Bethel. He used to have a long beard and he shaved it. Now he looks like Woody from uh, Toy Story. <laughs> Who is John Trent? Why don't you I know, know John Trent? Sharps. No, John Trent. John's yeah. the man. Yes. He sounds like the man. So you met somebody here at Bethel that started prophesying into your rapping. Yeah, he was like, things ain't going to be right till you start rapping. <laughs> oh, wow. No, seriously. My career was like a sinking ship. Things kept happening. The roof <laughs> caved in in the house. Like all these things. He was oh, like, I'm man. telling you, he's like, you need to get, you need, you need to take your rapping serious because I wasn't taking it serious. And at one point, I was just going to quit. I asked my wife. I was like, man, I can't. Mm, this ain't working out, God. And... Doors started opening up. Wow. When I started taking it serious, I got back in the studio. I started recording. And um, now, are you producing and writing? Like, I engineer. An engineer? Nice. I engineer my music. All right. Um, Well, I record myself and all of that. And um, I freestyle. I just started writing um, my music. It's really dope. Good for you. I think we're <laughs> it's like it's like some, amplified. Yeah. It's like amplified yeah. compared to what, what I, I how, believe it. We're gonna hear yeah. some of it, yeah, aren't we? we? Are. Yeah. Matter of fact, why yeah. don't we do that right now? We okay. Got, we've okay. got a we got a sample we actually listened to a little bit earlier before we actually started the podcast. And um, so, what's kind of tell us the name of the song? It's called Silent Cry. It's called Silent Cry. And and I guess what I want you guys to be listening to um, in this music is the like the like the spirit of boldness and and just like um, yeah I, I think what what comes to mind is this like as much as the enemy has pushed a lifestyle this is literally just pushing back and um and I, I was really glad to hear it like just as bold as the world has been I feel like the the gospel's even bolder yeah. um, as I was listening so y'all take a listen to this song and then we'll we'll come back and, and talk about it a little bit yeah it's a dang shame. Millions 
innocent children are getting sold. A million girls get sold, then they get stole. No privacy from head to toe, they learn not to cry no more. Now that's a dead soul. These girls ain't free, they in Hudson sex parties, the great and the miserable. Strip from their identity to human to man's property. Add your lights, get your camera. There goes your child pornography. A man waits to see within the life of fantasy. Reality, homie, it's the biggest monopoly. It won't stop hardly. Somebody's daddy is watching somebody's mommy on YouTube twerking her body. What would a baby on the side? But too much pride to realize and recognize. Cause she's looking at his pocket size. And he's looking at her thighs. And her son's like, why? Too much pride on the inside to recognize. I see the pain in her son's eye. And all he can do is cry. trade of humans for the purpose of forced labor and sexual exploitation. A $30 billion business that violates the rights of more than 4 million people worldwide, including children. Join us by visiting FloridaAbolitionist.org to find out how you can help us end human trafficking. Amen. Oh, wow. my goodness. So there you go. <laughs> there yeah, it is. That's amazing. Uh, okay, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that song, just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it's about human trafficking. Okay. Yep. Um. Focusing on sex trafficking. 
<clears throat> and how there are little girls who get sold. Mm-hmm. Um, they get trafficked, and then um, a lot of times they get it gets televised mm-hmm. um, through pornography and all of that, uh, child yeah. pornography and all of that. And these are victims. These are you know, it's a it's a forty billion dollar industry um, off the good backs Lord. of millions. Good, the, good, um, Lord. good Lord. And it is. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of hurt. Oh my goodness! It's a lot of pain. And are you hoping to bring awareness with your music to this? Definitely, I'm an advocate of bringing awareness. Right. Like, I'm looking to link up with people, um, and whether it's raising funds, whether it's helping with um the mental, the therapy. Like, I went to Sozo. Sozo helped me. I kid Good. you not, I was very yeah. suicidal, a lot of trauma. And mm-hmm. um, that's a part of the testimony as well. And so, but we're, we're, we, we're huge on fighting back wow. on on a lot of that stuff. You can wow. hear it in you your music. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, really, thank Thanks you so much. Thanks for stepping out and doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, does this, is the entire tour about this, or are you an artist just talking about this inside of the tour? Um, in the tour, I'm just giving my testimony. Awesome. Um, I'm performing uh, Set the Play. Uh, it's one of the songs I just released. We just did a video for. And it's Set the Play is introducing this song. Nice. Because um, I want people to get the full testimony, not sure. just <laughs> this part. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, no, like, this is how this happened. Wow. <laughs> like, sure. This is exactly like... And the thing is, it's crazy because for the first time, I've actually, like, spoken to my father. Wow. Yeah, my biological dad. Like, I had to tell him, like, you know, these things happen. Like, I was a suicidal kid because I never felt love, you know, from my mom. Like, I was pushed away. I was left alone. Like, these things happen because, you know, the the household wasn't right. And it can lead to the yeah. thing. He didn't even know I was being trafficked. Wow. He never knew. Yeah. There yeah. was so much time that had been sure. separated yeah. and gone. And so this is the reason why I'm a huge advocate because these kids are on these phones and watching yeah. TV. You don't know mm-hmm. what they're looking at. You don't know what they're getting to. And the moment a parent looks away, while their child is at a park. Wow. All it takes is a split second. Goodness. Or, you know, my situation where <coughs> um, you get caught up in society and broken down to where you're craving for the wrong love and yeah. everyday survival and you get sidetracked. Yeah. And then in your young adult stages, you're not mentally stable to handle you don't you just you don't function right in today's society and people don't understand it. They're judgmental, they don't they don't know. And so with us coming into the gap saying, wait a minute, this is why. Give this person a chance. And so we've even come up with a program called Love Walk where we help people with food, clothes, hygiene, right. jobs. We got awesome. the gift of diapers, my wife does, where we help people with um diapers, baby wipes, infant meal. I mean, you name it. It's more 
than just saying, hey, let's help you through these situations. What are these people going to do when they get out of human trafficking? Who do they go to? What home will they have? Who's going to... Good question to ask. And so those little things were helping them with jobs and identification. Mm -hmm. Um, If they've been on drugs the whole time just so they can be slaves or whatever, how do you uncondition that? Well, it's going to take sure. these things and interrupt the cycle right and so yeah how beautiful. can people find your organization and get help uh, you got lovewalk.com it's on Facebook Facebook Love Walk Atlanta and you got the gift of diapers uh, which is my wife's uh, program and they can you know reach out that way that's um, beautiful we're in the process of actually getting it um, 501c3 so great yeah. We're going to start, once we get 501c3, we want to get a grant writer to um, make public service announcements about this. And also for the need of diapers, that way, you know, we can bring more awareness. In the state of Georgia, we have over, I put a book together, um, I have over 900 resources alone in the state of Georgia. I can make one phone call, I have a truck pull up right now. That's great. How could people get hold of that? Let's say somebody's listening right now and they need help. How could they get in touch with you? Call me at 407-914-5540 or you can go to the email lovewalk.alana at gmail.com. Because you just said we have over 900 organizations that can help In the help state people. of Georgia alone. Wow. Yay for Georgia. Yeah. Wow. Good for us. Yeah. That's Holy beautiful. Yeah. Let's give that phone number out one more time. That's super yeah. important. It's uh, 407-914-5540. And then lovewalk.alana at gmail.com. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow, that's amazing. Now, this is, I, I know, we are, I know we're coming to a close here. We're, we're getting towards the end of our time. And you guys have been, uh, thank you so much for coming. And we appreciate your, I mean, just sharing your heart, sharing what you, the vision of what God's doing yeah, yeah. for you, doing in you and through you. And, and we just, and we just want to, want to bless what what uh, what you're doing and just uh thank and, you for it very thank, much yeah, thank you for doing it um so what listen if this is touching your heart um we definitely love to hear from you you can uh email us bhats at bethatlanta.com we'd love to hear from you and uh you know um, as you hear these testimonies what are they saying what are yeah. they saying to you yeah so yeah we, we would definitely love to hear from you Devin, Gina, Tucker, thank you so much for coming on to BA Chats. We so appreciate you. And again, we just bless you and love what you're doing. Appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited, man. It's super exciting. Devin, you should be excited. It's a big deal. It is. Well, thank you for listening to BA Chats. You guys remember. Jesus loves you. you.